Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. All right, so Bobby, where are we this week? We are at the Milwaukee County Courthouse, that big, giant, classical revival building up on the hill at the foot of Kilbourne Avenue. We're not talking about what's on the outside. We're actually going inside the courtroom this week to talk about some artwork inside the courthouse. Yeah, yeah. So these, uh, there are 25 murals that were painted for the building when it was built uh, in the early 1930s by a Wisconsin artist named Francis Scott Bradford. Okay, Francis Scott Bradford. Yes, and he paint, He was uh, hired to paint uh, 24 smaller ones that would be installed behind the benches in the you know, where the judge sits in the courtrooms of the building. How tall are we talking? Like 10, 12 feet? I mean, it's like... I don't know if they're quite that tall. They're probably about eight, seven to eight feet, I'm thinking. Tall and maybe four feet wide. Right behind the judge. So definitely a striking image if you're in the courtroom. You can't miss it. It's public art, and it's interesting that you uncovered in this story that it wasn't uh, just a seamless, easy <laughs> procedure to get these works of art into the courthouse. There was a little, a little backlash. Yeah. So uh, what happened was the a committee was formed with um, a bunch of people, a couple of artists, Francesco Spicusa, who was an artist, um, Alfred Pelican, who was uh, involved in the Milwaukee Art Institute. Um, and was also, for a long time, the head of art instruction at Milwaukee Public Schools, plus the architect of the building. Um, and I think there was a judge or two on this committee. And so they picked Bradford, and he was to paint these murals that were based on specific themes, like one was to represent logic, one was to represent mercy. So there are all these kinds of themes. And this is an award-winning artist, this guy, um, from, as I said, from Appleton, uh, had fought in World War One. When he came back, decided to go to art school, won a fellowship to study art in Paris. So this guy's got a got a pretty big resume at this point. I mean, he's, he's... got a pretty big resume. And then when he comes yeah. back from those, he applies with a bunch of other artists to get this gig, and the committee selects him to do it. And he paints these uh, images, and they're installed in the courthouse, and everything was perfect. And that's the end of our story. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that, or and that's is it? <laughs> Right. <laughs> so these murals, of course, they're encompassing these 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 ideas around justice that are fitting to be behind a judge in a courtroom. I guess describe them a little bit. I mean, I'm sure most most folks listening now have not been in the courtroom. Uh, we'll talk about the response in a little bit, but yeah. I, I think to to get there, we got to understand like what they look like. Yeah, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Um, well, first I will say they are done in a very sort of expressionistic style, and in, in that they're almost illustrations. Do you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. uh, they're drawn in a way that's almost a little cartoonish. Do you know what I mean? Like they're, they're very like earthy tones and you know very just sort of they're not super detailed. They're not supposed to look lifelike. They don't. You know. Yeah. Not, okay. That's it. Not, they're, and they're they're human figures in different poses with with people. Yes. Uh, and some, some it's like one person solo and and some of them and some have pairs of people. Yeah, and it's and you can I mean I guess it's open to interpretation. You know, like there's a there's a guy in one of them who's just kind of wrapped from the waist down in a sheet. <laughs> it <laughs> yes, looks like, right. and he's holding a stick, and he's sort of thinking, like he's got his his chin in his hand, like you know, like the thinker. Um, and he's yeah. supposed to be logic. And logic, okay. Mercy is. It looks like a blacksmith who's just finished forging a sword, 
and the sword is cooling in the water next to the anvil. I'm not sure exactly how that's... I guess it's mercy toward the steel. <laughs> you know, obviously I'm not a, I'm not a great uh, interpreter of this stuff, but honor is... I think it's a woman um, holding a diamond. Yes, like a geometric. Yes, okay, yeah, I guess that, that's I, a diamond. I, I, or it could I, be like a you know a D twenty for D and D. Sure, right. Um, <laughs> um, then um, justice is a sort of a he's a scary looking knight like dude, uh, warrior kind of dude holding a sword in front of him and the and the scales of justice which appear to be on fire. Uh-huh. And he has an owl on his and shoulder. And he has an owl on his shoulder, which I guess owls, that always are, helps. owls are wisdom, right? So right. I mean, there's a lot of allegory going on in here. Uh-huh. A lot of, uh-huh. I mean, you could probably, there's probably people who know mythology and stuff like that a lot better than us that could decode these. But, um, but you know, to the, to the lay person looking at these, they might be a little puzzling, to say the least, right? I mean... Yeah, and there's, there's one in particular that... Um, got a little bit more attention, and it's a figure holding a, a giant snake. Yes. Now, this guy is called Strength, and he is holding a giant blue snake whose mouth is open and would appear to be perfectly sort of suited to, maybe this is coincidence, but like perfectly aligned with the head of the judge <laughs> when the judge is sitting in the chair in front of it. So that's um, definitely a choice. <laughs> <laughs> it's a choice. And, and I don't know what the strength refers to. This, is it the strength that this very muscular guy can control this giant blue snake? Um, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but while some people, I guess, were fine with these, I mean, especially the, the people who selected the artist, although even, even the committee didn't seem unanimous in its love, for these, the basically the people who were on the committee that were not art professionals said, uh, well, we kind of let the artists decide. So they just kind of washed their hands of it. They, they, they like, tried to sort of wash their hands of it a little okay. bit. Um, it's art, right? It's art. But um, as is often the case with public art, even to this very day, you know, recently we were discussing the voting rights mural that got denied for one building and then ended up getting painted at another building. Or the blue shirt a while back. I don't know if you remember the blue shirt oh, yes, at the airport. Of course, um, the whale. The whale. The we have, we've got kind of a history here. Right. The Mark de Suvero calling sculpture. I mean, there's something about public art that makes us want to fight. <laughs> 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 right? I mean, this, we get very passionate about whether we like these things or whether or not we despise these things, which leads us into the next part of this discussion. All right. Well, coming up next on Urban Spelunking, we're going to continue our conversation and and fill you in on the reaction to some of these specific pieces. Plus, Bobby, we're going to weigh in uh, personally. You're going to you're going to let us know what you think of these pieces. If you're going to let us know what you think, I will. We're going to commit right. to that next right. on Urban Spelunking. Radio Milwaukee is on a mission, and if you're here to discover new perspectives on music in Milwaukee, then you're on a mission too. Join today to support the programming you love. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org and click the orange heart. And we are back on Urban Spelunking. 
We're going to court this week. <laughs> We're inside the uh, county courthouse in downtown Milwaukee, uh, right around 11th and Kilbourne. You can also see it from 11th and Wells. It's a big campus. And inside, we're talking about these murals, this, this, this collection of impressionistic murals, as you said. Yeah. And we were talking about the one that probably got the most attention, this, this figure for strength holding this big snake. And uh, I, I just want to pick it up there because there's this quote from, I believe, the newspaper at the time, right, where somebody expressed some concern. Yes. Um, so in a 1932 article, the journal um, had a, an article that was headlined, Strength in this art is too strong for some. And uh, I'll just read you this real quick. Behind the bench in the new courthouse in the courtroom, Judge Walter Shins will soon occupy, hangs a mural depicting strength. At least two of the attaches to Shins's court have shown a singular lack of appreciation of what the county board members term art. The two attaches who admit that they don't know much about art commented feelingly on the mural. Strength is symbolized by the figure of a man naked from the waist up wearing a flowing gown and grasping a huge blue snake. The snake is shown to be gasping, its fangs darting forth from its cavernous mouth. Isn't that a hell of a thing to put in a courtroom, said bailiff John McManus. (laughs) I'm not a student of art, but I've got to look at that picture every day. And if you asked me, I'd say it's lousy. In fact, I think it's the lousiest (laughs) picture of the whole lot. What kind of snake is that anyway? Whoever heard of a blue snake? Look at those fangs pointed right at the witness chair. Just imagine what some of these women witnesses will think when they step into the witness chair and suddenly see that wide open mouth. It'll probably scare them out of their wits, and I've got to keep order in the court. Oh my goodness, what a piece of history. And I think you just you just gotta imagine that in like the old timey nineteen thirties voice. And exactly. That really, yeah, <laughs> right. <okay. laughs> so then there, then there was a clerk in the courtroom who was also not a fan of it. He said, I always thought snakes belonged in a zoo. Personally, I'd like to see a nice American flag behind the bench. <laughs> so public art sparking this this uh this divide back in the 1930s even yeah um you think about the 1930s this must have been some pretty this must have been pretty bold to put this kind of artwork into a public building like this seems ahead of its time almost yeah i mean a lot of you expect to see art in public buildings but generally in like a courtroom you'd think it'd be more like more traditional portraits of george washington (laughs) or you know or maybe this you know lady who is it? The, the woman that holds the scales of justice, you know? Yeah. Really, the, this committee did kind of go out on a limb a bit by picking a, an artist that was doing something a little less traditional in that way. And who knows whether or not they expected the results that they got. You know, I mean, they, they defended him. Uh, they defended the artist. But, of course, they were also had to sort of do that to defend themselves, right? I mean, for, for picking the guy. But it's interesting, the judge in that courtroom had decided he was quote-unquote, non-committal. And then he said, it's pretty nice, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) It's a very uh, fair judge response. Yeah, but then the paper added that it was learned that the other judges are happy that they did not get that painting in their courtroom. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's interesting because you actually talked to the current judge that presides in front of this snake. Yes, and actually, and her name is Jean Keyes. And um, she... She was she was a bit more she was a bit like the judge in the thirties. She she found it interesting. She liked she would talk about the painting to her jurors, and she would talk about who the artist was and that he was from Wisconsin. And but she's really interested in art. So she said, you know, she likes to talk about the uh, architecture of the courthouse, other artwork that's in the building. Um, she, but she did say to me at the end, she said, I do have other paintings that I like better than this one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she joked, she's a um, a Harry Potter fan. She said, 
we jest and we call him Brutus and we call the snake Slytherin. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. So she, and, she had a sense of humor about it, but she was also kind of, she admitted that she liked the art overall, but she didn't particularly love this one. That's so fun that she works it into works it into the process it's kind of hard to ignore i'd imagine you, you don't have to address it right i mean you've got this right. this i wonder if other judges before her took the time to ever explain it or if it just was like i mean i'm sure there were some that were just it was the plaintiff was left to wonder right you you might notice this thing behind me <laughs> <laughs> so let's weigh in i mean i feel like looking at the artwork i i'm i was impressed to learn that these were from the 1930s and i guess for me i'm i'm at least appreciative of the, uh, you know, the bold move and the and the choice taking a big swing, right? <laughs> it's definitely a bold statement, which I, which I can certainly respect. So, what do you think? What do you think about these? No, I think the same thing. I lo- I love the fact that they're there because they're unique and they're you know, I mean, there's 25 of these things. I mean, this guy worked hard on these, and they bring this sort of staid, boring old courthouse building uh, a little color, a little something to talk about because you look at the building otherwise on the outside and it don't look like much to talk about to me uh or to frank lloyd wright who famously despised this building oh really i didn't know that oh yeah he hated it he hated it frank lloyd wright was not a fan of the milwaukee courthouse no no it was was his issue well it was much i mean he was a much more modernistic thinker in terms of architecture i think he thought it was just a boring safe choice and that it was too big and hulking you know um but the artwork itself, I'm sort of on the fence. It depends on which ones you're talking about. You know, like I feel like justice is kind of interesting. I mean, I feel like they're all interesting to look at and try and figure out what's going on. But sometimes they look a little like Mercy, where he's got the sword in the in the water. Just feels a little excessively cartoonish, perhaps. Yeah, so some you know. some some are a little better um, than others. Yeah, but right. like the one he did of. Um, what well, must I don't know if it's uh, it's the historical mural showing like the arrival of Europeans with the native people. I mean those those are much much more detailed. Um, and he did one that showed Christopher Latham Scholes, who invented the modern typewriter. Um, that one is sort of on the fence between that sort of cartoonish look and a little more detailed, but it's got a certain kind of classic 1930s WPA kind of look to it, which I like that. Um, so it really depends on which one you're talking about. I wouldn't really want strength with that giant blue snake in my... I wouldn't want it in my living room. <laughs> you know, and I wonder too... Yeah, and that's kind of my... I guess if I had any critique, it's like when you look at them really up close and some of the close pictures that you captured, uh, you can see some of the the more... I don't know, the the lack of detail, I suppose. But then again, this was meant to be in a courthouse and I'm sure, uh, you know, maybe that's the intent was there. They were never really meant to be viewed terribly close and... That's probably the style, right? Right. Only the judge would have been very close to them, and they would have their back turned to it most of the time. So really, they were supposed to just be seen from probably anywhere from 15 to, you know, 50 feet away, you know, so. So taking were, that into consideration, you know, they need to be approached differently to make that impact, to, to fill up the space and to, to be striking in that way. So I guess weighing all of that together, <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm pro. Yeah. I think I'm a thumbs up. Maybe not two thumbs up, but it would be a shame to lose them, I guess. If they, I would uh, I would hope they I agree. if they were ever in question, they would be uh preserved somehow. 
Save Slytherin. <laughs> Hashtag Save Slytherin. <laughs> Love it. Well, podcasts here on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership and from onmilwaukee.com. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts, of course, on our website at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast or wherever you're listening right now, just hit subscribe. As always, definitely go to On Milwaukee and check out Bobby's complete story. These are you got to really see these murals to fully get the to get the full picture. So go there, read his story. And coming up next week, Bobby, we're going to be talking about. We're going to talk about the old home of WOKY AM Radio. This is uh, this is like in every little like radio geek bone in my body. Uh, it's shaking me to the core. This is uh, uh, such a great Milwaukee story. And again, some really great pictures on that story as well. So looking forward to bringing you that story next week on Urban Spelunking. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, Nate.